This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In his special two-day message of encouragement, Staying Confident in Your Worst Times of Trouble, Pastor Ray addresses the subject of what the Bible refers to as tribulation. Tribulation, being defined as a state of great distress or suffering, is not a subject most like to think about, and even fewer feel very confident in easily overcoming. Yet Jesus himself told his disciples, with certainty, that in life they would have to deal with it. For any of his listeners experiencing it, Pastor Ray clearly shows the path to overcoming that trouble in their lives and even doing it courageously, confidently, and joyfully. Pay special attention to the six things Pastor Ray assures us we can all expect when dealing with trouble or tribulation and how best to stay confident and be more than a conqueror in even your worst of times. When we're in the midst of tribulation and we're exhibiting, we're, we're, we're just you know, pulling out of us this patience. There's always this hope that comes out of it. We always have our eye on the future because we know that the future is going to be better than what we're going through right now. And there is a day, there is a day that this battle is going to come to an end. There is a day when this warfare ceases. There is a day when this thing turns to a victory. And then I've got the shout and the roar to set somebody else free with my testimony. Then I'm like Paul. And I'll make Paul said, these things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now I've got something. I don't have a test of baloney. That means full of, full of a bunch of baloney. People, blah, 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 just blab. I've got a real life testimony. I can tell you how the devil tried to put cancer on me and tried to kill me. And I got healed and saved and blessed. And now I'm on the other side of this thing, well healed and delivered, free from the grips of the devil. And now you can go and set somebody else free who's going through the same challenge. The things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we never endured anything, we would never have a testimony to help somebody else because they wouldn't believe you. They wouldn't believe you. I've been through many, many hard and dark days in my life. And as a result, I've been able to speak to people from, from, a, from knowing the position, knowing what it's like to be in that place, knowing what it is to be rejected and to be, you know, uh, without, without money and, and in a dark place and, and feel like everything is falling in on you and battling oppression and depression. I know what that feels like. But I also know what it feels like to keep pressing through, pressing through. And as you're doing, I also know that as that's happening, that it's producing patience and it's producing hope. And when, when you get to the other side, I know what it is to have the victory on the other side. And now I can, I can talk to somebody who's in the same place and say to them, I know exactly how you're feeling. I've been there, but I got out of it. And so can you. You will get to the other end of this thing. The things which happen to me 
have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now I have a testimony. Now you have a testimony. Can somebody shout an amen? Amen. All right. So number two, we need to know that tribulation produces patience. It produces character and it produces hope. Let's go over to Romans or we're in Romans. Let's go over to uh, verse chapter eight. I want to get my Amplified Bible because I want to read this to you from the Amplified. Let's go to Romans chapter eight. Now, the next thing, which we've already stated, but I want you to put it down in your notes. Number one, tribulation. You need to know you're going to have it. Number two, so don't think it's strange when it comes. Let me, just, let me just say that on point one. When tribulation comes, don't think it's strange. You know how many times I've had people sit across the desk and say, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Well, let me tell you what. There's a devil out there that's trying to discourage you. He's going to throw everything he has at you to try to stop you and haunt you. He wants you to cease from your walk with God. So don't think it's strange. When it comes, what are you supposed to do? Start glorifying God in it. Start lifting up a voice of praise. Start thanking him. Not for the tribulation. Start thanking him for the victory that's going to come as a result of this tribulation. Is everybody with me? So, so number, number three is, number one, you're going to have it. Number two, it produces patience, character, and hope. Number three, you have to know this. We are conquerors over all of our tribulations. Say all. all. Say all. all. Call yourself I am more than a conqueror. Say it. All right, now listen. I want to read Romans 8, very familiar verse to many of us, but let me read it to you from the Amplified Bible. I'm going to read uh, right through here. It says, verse 35, who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Rhetorical question. We already know the answer. Everybody say it. Nobody. Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation? Another rhetorical question. Everybody say it. No, of course not. Or calamity or distress, another rhetorical question. Say it again, no. Or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword, another rhetorical question. Give me the answer. Even as it is written, for thy sake we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for slaughter. Yet amid all these things, Listen, verse 37, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain, now this is the Amplified, and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. A surpassing victory. This means an awesome victory, a big, bigger than any victory you can think. Listen, in the midst of tribulation, don't ever quit. In the, in the midst of tribulation, don't ever quit. In the midst of tribulation, don't ever slow down. In the midst of tribulation, don't ever back up. In the midst of tribulation, hold your ground. If anything, turn up the heat because the end result is that you're going to have a surpassing victory through him who loves you. So what we need to understand and know about tribulation is that we are more than conquerors over it. Somebody give me some help here tonight. Put your hands together and give God the glory. We're more than conquerors. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie and Eddie. I like you sitting up closer. When I need a little support, I'll just look at you. That's all. Amen. So, so <laughs> I like it. Amid all these things. Amid all the trial that we may be going through, amid the tribulation we may, we may be having, he said we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory. Remember this, that every 
trial, every tribulation is going to come to an end someday. There's a, there's a verse, there's, you, you know this, there's, there's uh, verses in the Bible. There, it, you find it several times. It says, it came to pass. It, it starts the chapter. It came to pass. And then it begins to tell the story. In other words, but I like that. It came to pass. Whatever comes will pass. It came to pass. Whatever comes your way is going to leave. And if you learn how to handle it, it's going to go more quickly than you could ever imagine. You're going to have to glorify God all the way through to the other side. Understand that what the, what the enemy means for your harm and your hurt, God is actually going to turn it, right? Because he, he, we already read it, that he who began the good work in you will complete it, will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So, so just because we're Christians, Jesus said, you know, just because, see, I learned this many years ago when I first got involved in all this, and, and um, it wasn't so true. That, and and, and, and I, I, I think we, we, we sort of hurt people, and, and there was this teaching that used to say something like this, like, well, now that you've got the word of God, and now that you've got faith, you know, you, you, know, you should not ever have any, any trouble or ever have a problem again. And if they didn't teach it, that's what they implied. But that's not the truth, because Jesus said, said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. This is an imperfect world. This world is filled with all kinds of things. The enemy, this Satan, he still remains as the, the ruler over this earth, the earth system, the world system. And God owns the world, but Satan still acts as the ruler over the world system. So there is going to be trial. There is going to be tribulation and there are going to be some victories. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't be surprised if we hit a few tribulations, a few bumps in the road. But we have to know how to handle it. We have to know that it, even though it comes, it's going to produce something. It's going to, so come on, devil. That's all right. You, you mean it for my harm. God's going to turn it for my good. Amen. You mean it to bring me down. God's, God's just going to take it and, and, and cause me to go higher than ever before. So it produces patience, it produces character, it produces hope. And number three, we said we are conquerors over it. We need to know that, all right? So number four, this is our fourth point tonight about tribulation and knowing about it. Go over to 2 Corinthians and let's look at chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1. And verse 3, now this is your third point you want to write it down, that about tribulation. Use your experience for the good of others. Use your experience for the good of others. So if you've gone through this time and you've fought this battle, now you have the makings of an awesome testimony that can set somebody else free. Now this is what Paul said. He said in 2 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, verse 3, he says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort. Um, verse four is what I want you to pay attention to who comforts us in all our tribulation. Now, why that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So what we have to learn here is that, is that as we face these tribulations that may come our way, Let's not freak out because what's the end result? We have the victory. Say, I always have the victory. But what we, what we need to realize is that, that we need to use this to help and to comfort others along the way. Help them to get through their tribulation by comforting them with the same comfort that we received from God. When we were going through our situation or our circumstance. 
So we have to understand that whatever it is that we're going through, that one of the things about tribulation is to use your experience for the good of others, help somebody else through their hard time. I don't know about you, but how many people in this room have been through a hard time? I mean, really, you've been through a serious hard time, right? Wouldn't you agree with me that when you come through that thing, well, let me ask you this. How many of you got the victory over that thing? You know it was God that got you through. How many of you would agree with me with this, that when you go through a hard time, everything about you changes on the inside. All of a sudden, you have a greater compassion, a greater understanding, a greater sense of how to help somebody else. Before you went through that tribulation, you know, and I know this for myself, you know, I dealt with certain situations in a different way because I had never been through. I never had the experience. But when you go through things, all of a sudden now, you have a greater heart of compassion for people. I have a greater heart, heart of compassion for people than I ever had before. I always love people, but it's a deeper compassion now because I've been through some things and now I'm watching others go through the same thing. Now I can reach out to them and help them in a way that I could have never helped them before. Come on, somebody give me an amen. So, so it says here, um, who comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Amen? So, so we have to see that the Lord wants us to use our testimony to help somebody else. So we're going to get over our trouble, right? What's the end result of all our tribulation? Victory. Everybody say victory. I want you to understand I'm not preaching that you're going to stay in trouble and that God is trying to humble you and God's trying to work something out in your trouble. What I'm preaching to you is that troubles are going to come and that you can and will and should have the victory over all of them. What's the end result of our trouble? Victory. Everybody say victory three times. Come on, put your hands together on that note. All right, let's go over to, let's see what else the Bible says about tribulation. Go over, we're in 2 Corinthians, go over to chapter 4. This sort of is redundant, but I want you to see it. We touched on it um, in the first and the second point. But be, uh, number 4 would be, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm on number 5, everybody, right? Number 5, okay. Number 5, you need to learn to be joyful in your tribulation. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 7. Did I say 4? I meant chapter 7. Chapter 7 and verse 4. And this is what Paul says. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. Now listen to what he said. I am exceedingly joyful. What is he? Exceedingly what? In all our tribulation. So one of the things that we learn is that we need to be joyful in our tribulation. Why? Why? Okay. Now I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Why? Why do we have to be joyful in our tribulation? Because we know this. Very familiar verse for some of us, but I want to encourage you with it tonight. Chapter 4, verse 17. For our light affliction, notice how Paul, look at how Paul looked at his affliction. Now he had some serious affliction. If anybody could moan and groan about how bad they had it and sing the blues, Paul had every right to do that and every opportunity to do that because he had really, really bad situations. But look at how he assessed his situation. I'm going to tell you what. You know what some of us need to do? We need to reassess our situation and regroup our speech and what we are saying about our circumstances. This is what Paul said. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Listen to the wisdom. 
He's already, he already knows. He says, we have affliction, but it ain't staying here forever. We may, we may have some tribulation, but it's not, it's not going to stay here for, it's not going to be like this forever. One of the things that I learned about being in tribulation or being in some, you know, trouble sometimes, hard times, is this one thing, remind myself of this all the time. Things are not going to stay the same forever. This situation is not going to stay like this forever. I can remember being in some really dark days. You know, you know, you've heard me talk about my mom and different things. I constantly said to myself, this situation is not going to stay like this forever. It is subject to change. Everything is subject to change. Paul, knowing that, writes these beautiful words. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. In other words, it's passing. That's right. It's passing. It's not going to stay the same. I want you to know that. I want everybody in this room to know that. I don't know what it is you're going through, but it's not going to stay the same. It's going to change. It's going to come to an end. Your victory is coming. Your victory is there. So hang on. Just keep on. Don't let tribulation throw you out of the game or knock you out of the race. For our light affliction, and that's how you have to look at every affliction. Look at it like it's just a light affliction. Laugh at it. Did you hear what I said? Laugh at it. Laugh at it. But you don't understand, Pastor, how can I? I've been crying for the last six months over this thing. Turn your tears into laughter. Look the devil in the face and start laughing at it. Ha. You say, well, I can't laugh. Yes, you can. Open your mouth and go, ha, ha, ha. That's it. Ha, ha. Well, that's not really laughter. Don't worry about it. Just go, ha, ha, ha. Instead of going, boo, hoo, hoo, go, ha, ha, ha. Consider your affliction light. Be joyful in it. He said, which is but for a moment. It's passing. Now listen, your light affliction, which is us for a moment, is working, 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 working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Something greater is going to come out of this. Something greater awaits you on the other side of this battle, of this tribulation, of this trouble. It's working, working, working. Again, here's, here's this idea that what the devil means for harm, God is using it for our good. God's going to cause it to, 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 to turn to something good in our life. It's working for you a far exceeding weight, eternal weight of glory. You're going to come out of this thing. And then it says in verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen in the midst of your trouble, don't look at the trouble. Don't look at the trouble. You're wrong if you're looking at the trouble. And that's probably why it's, it's got you so you're looking at when is it going to change? When is it going to get better? How are we going to get through this? I don't see the end of this thing. You don't have to. All you have to do is look to eternity. Look to Jesus. He's got the victory. He's got the breakthrough. He's got the answer. He's got the touch that you need. And you've got to keep your focus on Jesus. Do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Your situation is temporary. It may look like that the devil wants you to think that this thing ain't never going to change. But I'm here to tell you everything is subject to change. And when you start applying the word of God and the principles of God, that thing has to change in Jesus' name. Somebody give me an amen. It does. It's temporary. Say it's temporary. temporary. Say it again. It's temporary. 
It is not going to stay this way forever. Everything is subject to change. That's why when I, and I bring your your attention to these verses because I want you to understand why I say the things I say. When I stand here and say that tomorrow could be the day of your victory, I mean it because I know that no matter what it is that's going on in your life, no matter what it is that the enemy has tried to bring across your path, it is temporary and tomorrow could be your day of deliverance. So we live every day with expectation that this is the day that this warfare is over. And if we have to endure for one more day, let us learn how to endure every day until we get to that breakthrough day. Because breakthrough day is coming. Breakthrough day is coming. I want you to believe this because this is God's word. So he said, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you one more verse. Go over to the book of Psalms, Psalm 138. And I want you to just see this one last verse and then I'm going to send you all home. 138. And um, we're going to go over to verse 7. The last thing I want you to know about your tribulation is this. When you're in the midst of tribulation, you are in the perfect position for a personal revival. You are in the perfect position for a personal revival. What is a revival? Well, to vive means to live. To revive means to live again. It's life anew. It's a new breath of life. Come on. Now, how many of you agree with me that sometimes when you're in the midst of trouble or tribulation, you know, you feel like the life has been knocked out of you. Like, whoom, anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, when you're in the midst of trouble, get ready because you are in perfect position for a personal revival, a relifing, a refilling, a refilling of the joy, a refilling of the fire, a refilling of the strength, a refilling of whatever it is that you need from God. Now, here's the verse that I want to give you in 138 verse 7. And this is what the psalmist writes. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Come on, put your hands together and give God the glory. He's going to revive you and he's going to perfect that which concerns you and concerns me. God loves you with an eternal love. God is not going to let you go. God is not going to forget your faith and your prayers and the works that you have done in his name and the kingdom of God. He has a plan to bless you. He has a plan to promote you. He has a plan to add to you. He has a plan to take you further than you could have ever imagined. God is about to do something awesome in your life and in my life. Let us just hold on. Let us keep on going. Let us keep on confessing. Let us keep on believing. Let, let not trouble get in your way and trip you up. Give glory to God. Rejoice in the presence of, of God in the midst of your trouble. Come on. 
the end result is that God is going to perfect that which concerns you and concerns me. God's hand is all over you. God's hand is all over your life and your circumstances and your situation. God's got you covered on every end, front, back, and every side. He's watching out for you. He cares for you affectionately. He knows about every hair on your head. He knows about your need even before you ask him. Hallelujah. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.